Happy Mother's Day, CLC. I'm so excited to be here with all of you today. I was hoping to be there in person, but obviously we're all at home, so I'm still thankful to be here virtually. I just want to say thank you to Pastor Daryl and Leslie and even Jerry Olexi for asking me to come and share with you this weekend, and I'm excited to share what God has put on my heart. For all of you moms, all of you ladies, and everyone that's out there. So the title of my message is, You Will Cross Over. And of course, we all know we're in a big storm right now. And I don't think any of us really saw this pandemic uh, shelter in place coming at the start of the year. If I think back to January of 2020, we all were talking like it's going to be an amazing new year, a new decade. God's going to bring us to a new level of our destiny. I don't think any of us expected to be sitting in our houses about two and a half months later and still sitting in our houses, you know, weeks after that. So I wanted to encourage you today with a few things God laid on my heart that I believe will help you to get through the storm. I know it's helped me. So back when I was modeling, I used to travel a lot. And one of my many adventures led me to Baltimore, Maryland, where I had to jump on from a main plane here in Chicago, a very small Cessna airplane. So I had to fly from Baltimore to Lancaster to do a convenience store show for Metrex. I was a fitness model and product specialist for Metrex and I did convenience store shows around the nation. So I get into this small plane that only sat six people and I sat directly behind the co-pilot. And it looked like just, you know, kind of a little bit of a cloudy day, but once we got up in the air, it turned crazy quick. If you've ever flown in a really small plane, you know you can see right through the windshield. And even though you know you don't fly by sight, you know the pilots fly by the instruments, we could quickly see that a storm was coming. And because of the size of the plane, we weren't able to go higher and to fly above the storm. We had to fly through it. It was one of the most scary, most harrowing flights I've ever been on. I share about it in chapter 37 of my book, Model Behavior. And really, I didn't know if we were going to make it. So the lady next to me got sick. The lady behind me was moaning, and I just started crying out to God. And it was so loud. It was like a tornado that I don't think anyone could have heard me anyways. But I just called on the name of Jesus. And I asked him to calm the storm and to get us safely through because we were experiencing turbulence up and down, back and forth, right and left. And I just prayed that we would make it. And you know, God heard those prayers and we were able to land. And a cool little side note on that is when I did land, I checked my phone and my small group leader said, Amy, are you okay? She's like, I felt led to pray for your safety. And I just teared up knowing God is so faithful that even during the storm, he hears our prayers and he sends us other people that help us to get through as well. And I think it's a similar story if you read in Mark chapter 4, verses 35 to 39. It talks about how Jesus called the disciples into the boat because he wanted them to cross over the lake. And if you remember the story, they probably were all excited. They got in the boat. Other boats joined them. You know, who knows what they were anticipating on the other side. And they're just going to take a quick, you know, cruise across the lake. Well, a huge storm came up. Kind of like what's happened now. We're all kind of saying, hey, we're crossing into 2020. We're excited. Jesus is with us. And then this storm comes out of nowhere. And it seemed like the waves were just coming over the boat. And, and the disciples were afraid. 
And Jesus was there, but he was sleeping. And so sometimes we might feel like, man, I feel like, God, are you here with us in this? Well, he is. He is with us in our boat. And so I want to share with you today three points that God put on my heart earlier this year, back in January. And when I prayed about what I should share with you, I felt like he said, share these three points with all the moms out there, with all the women, even the men, that this is what God would like us to do at this time and in this season. So the first thing I felt like he told me to do at the beginning of this year was pray. Okay, that's obvious, right? We probably all pray. But to be honest with you, I feel like he wants us to pray at a different level. I feel like he's asking me, maybe he's been asking you to pray more intentionally. Obviously, when the disciples were in the boat and the storm came and we're in the storm we're in now, you're kind of forced to pray, right? When circumstances come, even with my recent dental issues and the pain and the the dry socket I've gone through and the infection, it kind of forces you into prayer. So that's one thing about the storms of life. They drive us into the presence of God. So I believe it's a time where we all need to pray more intentionally. Maybe he's asking you to pray with your spouse or pray with some friends or pray with your children. Teach them how to pray. And so that has definitely been a theme even leading up to this season and especially now. So I wanted to share with you one thing that we do as a family. Um, We started this several years ago. We got the idea from some pastors and we started a God box. It was probably when Ashton was a toddler. So it looks like this. You could use any kind of box. And basically what we do is each person gets a couple of slips of paper when we go around and they write down one way they've seen God answer prayer. So something we've seen as a family or in our lives individually, ways we've seen him hear and answer prayers. And then we take out these little slips of paper and we write down answers. And then we share them with each other. And so... It could be exciting things we've hoped and dreamed about, like when we were blessed with our home four years ago, or the way, you know, Ashton's diagnosis and how God has answered prayer and healing him. He was diagnosed with Noonan syndrome back in 2017, the times he provides medicine for him. Maybe it's the trips we've been able to go on or the way God has healed us from something we've been through. And so we go around, we write down different things, and then we share. So we usually write down two new ones, and then we reach in the box and we dig to the bottom and we share maybe two ways he's answered prayers in the past. And I think when you look at that and you start to see God's faithfulness, it gives you faith in that current season to believe he will continue to hear and answer your prayers. Just like the disciples, right? They kept calling on Jesus and he woke up. You know, he did answer. And it reminds me of a verse in First Chronicles. I think it's chapter 16. It says, search for the Lord and keep on searching. And when you do, he will hear and he'll answer. And I think that's kind of what he's asking of us now, to continue to pray, to continue to pursue him, to continue to ask him, God, what are your strategies? What do you want me to do in this hour to get through this season? What do I need to do to help my family? Um, What are your plans for me? To keep asking and then take time to listen. So I want to encourage you all with that today. And I think that's for all of us across the board is to spend more time in prayer. Second, I felt like he said, this is a time to prepare. And maybe you've been feeling the same way. I know some of us have been affected in our work. My husband, Eric, and I, we both work in live events. A lot of our work has been canceled. So we're at home. We're trying to homeschool. We're homeschooling Ashton, who has special needs. He's on an IEP. So it's a whole nother animal, if you will. 
We've got people that work. I know some of you out there working in hospitals, working on the front lines. Other of you are working from home and trying to homeschool at the same time. I mean, we have such a variety of things happening. Like my friend Robin called me during this whole dry socket fiasco and said, you know what, Amy, it's like we're all in the same storm, but we're all in a different boat. So because we're all in a different boat, we have to have a different strategy to get through, right? We have to pray and ask God to show us specifically, how can I get through? How can my family get through? How can I prepare to get through this storm and to be prepared once we get to the other side? So I would just encourage you as you pray to ask God specifically to pray with your spouse and to begin to brainstorm and to think outside the box, you know? I think one friend said, you know what, it's time to e-invent or it's time to reinvent. You know, everything's going online. We all have to learn technology at a new level. Whether it's me sharing from home in this manner or, you know, we're doing a whole bunch of Zoom meetings. I'm sure we all are. Google Meets, Google Duo, telehealth meetings, you name it. Everything's going online. So there's this learning curve happening where we all have to adjust and learn something new. For Eric and I, it's been a time of brainstorming and collaboration. I will say it's been one of the greatest joys for me during the season. And I think Eric would say the same is we're coming together more as a couple and working and encouraging and helping others. So one idea Eric had in the early time or the early part of this shelter in place was let's do a a Facebook live. Let's do an Instagram live. So now we started every Friday at one o'clock and it's cool to see how we collaborate together, use our giftings, use our talents. Eric will come up with some funny memes or share some practical advice and then God will put some message on my heart to share and then we'll pray for everybody. And it's been so fulfilling to use the talents to come together as a couple and to encourage people that are out there. A lot of people in our industries, whether it's entertainment, restaurant, hospitality, live events, production are all out of work. And our initial intent was to encourage people that were at home and, and it's just continuing to go on. And so just pray about how God would want to use you, use your spouse, use your family in this season to get you through and to get you to the other side and also use you to help be a blessing in your church and in your community. As ultimately, I feel like Jesus wants us to shine for him during this season. People are so receptive right now. They want to hear more about him. And now is the time that we can share his love and action. So I want to encourage you to continue to prepare and get through this with your family together. Third and finally, at the beginning of the year, I felt like God said, Amy, I want you to pour into your family. And if you know me, I'm like a jet setter. I want to travel. I want to work hard. I'm type A personality. And to hear him say, I want you to pour into your family, this is like dying to self. But it reminds me of that verse that says, if you want to save your life, you have to lose it. And if you lose your life, you'll actually save it. And I feel like as a mom, as I've let go of certain things, especially during this pandemic, in order to homeschool and to handle all the additional responsibilities at home, I've had to let go of certain small groups and networking groups and just really simplify my schedule. But I'm finding that I'm really fulfilled spending time with God, spending time with Eric and spending time with my children. And I'm trusting him with all the goals and the dreams and the visions he's put on my heart. And I want to encourage all of you moms out there with the same thing. I know you moms are pouring into your families right now. I know we're the nurturing types, right? We're caring for kids, caring for spouses, caring for pets, you know, caring for our friends and our community. And sometimes you feel exhausted, but I want you to know God sees and he is going to reward you. You know, in Colossians, it says, work heartily 
as unto the Lord and not unto man for your reward, your inheritance will come from him. So I want to encourage you to keep it up. Keep it up, ladies, and keep it up, men, because I know you're supporting your women and your wives. I know my husband is an amazing cook, and thank God for that. So that's one thing I don't have to do. But, you know, I want to encourage you that God will bless you for all that you're doing right now to pour into your children, to pour into your families. If you're a grandparent, pouring into your grandchildren, he's going to bless you for that. For you single ladies out there, I know you're there for your friends, for your nieces, your nephews. You're there for your students. I know people that are teachers and counselors and people are pouring into people now. And sometimes you feel like, God, do you see me? Do you see my needs? Do you see what, what I'm going through now? He sees, he knows he's going to give you a special grace. You know, one thing he's kind of put on my heart is something my friend Jessica from CLC has actually shared with me. She said, you know what, Amy, you are the perfect mom for Ashton. When he was diagnosed with Noonan syndrome, I was so overwhelmed. She said, you are the perfect mom for him. And he is perfect in God's sight. God doesn't make any mistakes, right? Everything that's happened, everything that will happen is under his hand. He is in control. And he knows what we need. And yes, we are all being stretched right now, but you are still the perfect mom for your children. And you are the perfect person to be on your job. And you are the perfect person to be a nurse or a doctor or a teacher or a counselor or to work from home and handle homeschooling. So I wanted to encourage you with that today. And for those of you who are dealing with special needs children, and it's a huge spectrum, right? I know there's like, people on IEPs, people with ADHD, people with anxiety, people with autism. I mean, we've got, you know, different kind of syndromes. We've got people with Asperger's. We've got, you know, all sorts of mental and physical disabilities that we're dealing with. And so I want to encourage you, if that's you, if you're a mom or a grandma, a caretaker of someone like that, you know what? God will strengthen you there. He will give you a special grace. He, he will give you a special grace for those special needs. And One message I heard about a year after Ashton's diagnosis from a pastor, he said, you know what, when your ways are pleasing to the Lord, he will even pay you to take care of your son. And when he said that, it was like he was speaking to me because I remember thinking, I can't even work as much as I want to because to take care of Ashton, it's many doctor's visits. He sees doctors and therapists and I don't even think I could work full time because it's such a job to do all this. And he he shared a passage out of Exodus chapter 2. When, when, um, back when the Israelites were under the different plagues, which we've talked a lot about now, and Pharaoh and, and the rulers of the land wanted to take the firstborn children. So anyone under two was in jeopardy. And so Moses' mom, Miriam, had Moses. And you know the story. She raised him till he was about two, or maybe not quite two. He's still a baby, actually. And once he was big enough that she knew she couldn't hide him, I think he was actually a couple months old, she had to put him in the basket in the river. And he was floating down the river, and Pharaoh's daughter found him. And, and uh, Moses' sister came along and was watching. And when Pharaoh's daughter drew him out of the water, she, she said, what a beautiful baby. I want to keep this baby. And so there Moses' sister said, hey, do you want me to go find you a Hebrew woman that can feed this baby? And she said, sure. And so Moses' sister went and got their mother and came back. And Pharaoh's daughter said, hey, you know what? If you're willing to feed this baby, I will pay you. And so there you go. She was paid to take care of her own child. And then he was raised, as you know, 
in Pharaoh's house. So that's an example of how God will actually pay you in miraculous ways. We don't always know how it will come, but he will take care of all of your needs because if you're not able to work right now, or maybe you're waiting on your stimulus check or wait, maybe you're waiting on unemployment or you have a small business and you don't know how you're going to make it, God knows. He's already prepared the way. He's gone before you and he will meet all of those needs, financial, emotional, health, mental health, and otherwise. So I want to encourage you moms that may be going through that or you families today. So one thing that we have done here at home to kind of help get the focus off of ourselves, right, and to get through this season is that we've started chapel time. So as I'm homeschooling, I'm like, why not have a Christian school? So three days a week, I started to do chapel with the kids. And really, there's a, a guy named Nick Hall out of Minneapolis, he has something called the Pulse. He started a movement called the Year of the Bible. And so he said, we all need to be in the Bible more. And I'm like, how appropriate, especially now, right? With these challenging times, we need Jesus as our foundation. We need the Word of God as our foundation. So I thought, I need to teach Ariana and Ashton more about the Word of God. And so we're having chapel time, and we've made these little COVID-19 prayer journals. I just took paper like this, and we folded it in half and stapled it. They decorated the front. Inside, when you open their journal, as I'm sharing like a Bible story, they'll color or paint a picture to give to someone in need, and then we'll pick out a memory verse. And so after we share, like I shared about Daniel in the lion's den, or then maybe I'll go to a passage in the New Testament, we'll pick out a verse and we'll write it in and memorize it. And then toward the back of the journal, we're starting like a prayer list. And so we're like, who has God put on our heart to pray for? Maybe someone that's struggling with COVID-19, maybe someone that is going through a financial hardship, whatever it could be. And we go around the table and we take turns and pray. And then as we're putting together these pictures, we're thinking of like my aunts and uncles or elderly people or Ashton's friends that have Noonan syndrome that we can send these pictures to and encourage in the mail. So we want to get the focus sometimes off ourselves. We want to learn the word of God and how can we inspire and instill hope in others through this season. So that's one way that you can teach your family then to pour into other people. My hope and prayer is that all of you mothers feel loved today. First of all, that you know God loves you. Jesus loves you. You are valued. You are precious to him. He is going to give you the strength you need to get through this season. I hope you feel celebrated by your children and for those of you who are going through a hard season with your mother, I understand that too. I pray that God would heal that deepest place in you, that he would bring restoration to your soul, and that he would bless you with women in your life that would love you and encourage you and celebrate you. My prayer is that as you go through this storm, just like the disciples did, that you would continue to pray, that you would continue to prepare, and that you would continue to pour into your family. And I believe just as Jesus woke up and rebuked the wind and rebuked the storms and told it to stop and they were able to safely travel across the sea, that God will safely bring us through this storm. I pray that you have that hope and that vision today. Thank you so much for your time and I want to say a quick prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you for all the women and moms that are listening. God, thank you for the single moms, the single ladies, the grandmothers. God, thank you for the, the men that are listening, the fathers, the the dads, Lord God, thank you for the husbands. Thank you for people that are single out there that long to be married or have children. God, you know each of our needs. Encourage each person today. Meet each person where they're at. 
Let them know how much you love them and provide everything they need today, financially, emotionally, spiritually, and mentally, God. And I pray that all these moms would just know in the deepest part of their hearts and beings that they are loved by you and they would be at peace today and they would have faith that you will bring them through. We just thank you and we praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. So I just wanted to close real quick and say, if you haven't gotten a copy of my book yet, Model Behavior, it just released last year from Redemption Press. It is a story about my modeling career, but just to encourage you, it's really a story of inspiration. It's not a how-to on modeling, and really my whole thing, model behavior, it's how can we model the behavior of Jesus? How can we bring Jesus into our workplace? And that's for any one of us. And really, it's like a series of testimonies of how God prepared me, how he provided for me, and how he protected me. So if you want to pick up a copy, I have a special. It's going for $10 plus shipping. And so you'll see a screen come up. Feel free to, feel free to email me and I can get it out to you right away. Thank you so much. Happy Mother's Day.